Okay, welcome and thank you for joining me today on this wonderful uh, edition of the prayer experience. Thank you for being part of the prayer today. We look forward to a wonderful time of praying, standing in the gap on behalf of the church, on behalf of nations, and for ourselves, okay? It's a special day. It is uh, uh, the Pentecost Sunday. But before I talk about that, can you share? Please share this video right now on Facebook, on YouTube. Share with family and friends. Let them know it is time to pray, okay? Connect with us. When I say connect with us, you might wonder, is the only one on the screen? No, there are. We've got quite a few of our team members behind the scene who are helping out. So connect with us, leave a comment, leave a message, leave a prayer request. And if you think it's very personal, inbox us and we'll take that up in prayer. Okay. Um, it's Pentecost Sunday. How can, how can you not be excited? It's Pentecost Sunday. We've been building towards today. I hope you had a fabulous time in your church. I tell you here in Preston, the heavens were opened above our head. We just had the Holy Spirit poured upon us. We had people uh, get filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking with other tongues. And we had such an amazing time in the presence of God. Wow, I can't say anymore. <laughs> okay, on prayer experience today, we're going to focus on the Holy Spirit, praying for the church, praying for the nation. And we'll start off by saying, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Look at the scripture that is on the screen. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, it says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. It's the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, that we became children of God. We became sons and daughters of God. And I want us to thank God for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the church today. Without the Holy Spirit, where will we be? Without the Holy Spirit, we can't win anybody to the Lord. There will be no miracles. There will be no healing. There will be no salvation. There will be nothing. There will be nothing. We will, the church, the local church and our meetings will not be any different from the meetings that go on elsewhere. It's the Holy Spirit that makes the difference in the church. Wherever you are, indoor, outdoor, in your living room, in your kitchen, or you're out and about and you've taken time out to pray with us, I want us right now, let's thank God for Pentecost. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that is here with us today. Father, we just come, we come to say thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for releasing upon the church the Holy Spirit. Jesus, when you were about to go, you said, you will not leave us as orphans. You will not leave us despondent. You will not leave us alone. You said you will send again to us the promise of the Father. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. And because the Holy Spirit lives in us, we are sons and daughters of God. And we can say, Abba, 
Father, wow. <laughs> thank you, Lord. I'm so excited today. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's get into the word. I just can't wait to get into the word. And um, I want to look at the promise of the Father, the promise of the Father. And the scripture is Acts chapter 1. You know, when Jesus Christ uh, rose from the dead, Acts chapter 1 from verse 1 began to talk about, uh, you know, all that Jesus began to do. Luke said, I wrote about everything Jesus both began to do and to teach, and how that uh, in 40 days, he commanded his disciples, gave them instruction, told them what to do. And finally, he got to this point in verse 4. He says, I'm being assembled together. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. So Jesus had given them instructions, told them what to do, what not to do, was sharing things with them and telling them about the kingdom of God. And as he was just about to leave, he said, by the way, this is the most important thing. And that's the last thing I'm going to tell you. Don't go anywhere. Don't leave Jerusalem. He says, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. In other words, you've heard me talk about this a lot of times. I've told you the, about the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit. He said, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. What was he saying there? He was telling them, he said, listen, 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 you need the Holy Spirit. Without him, you can't do anything. You can't take step one. Don't even talk about step 70 or step 50. You can't even take the first step without the Holy Spirit. So you got to wait. you got to wait in Jerusalem. And you know, in Acts uh, 24, verse, uh, in Luke 24, 49, he says to them, he said, tarry in Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high, until you be clothed upon as if wearing a cloak power from on high. That comes via the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Remember, even Jesus, when he was on the earth and he was sending his disciples to go and preach and minister when he was training them, many times the Bible will say he gave them power. That power is the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself in, in, his, in, his, in his first ministry in Galilee, in Luke chapter 4, we saw he made mention to the Holy Spirit. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. And that was his first day in ministry. Jesus never did a thing until he was endued with the Holy Spirit. He told his disciples, don't do a thing until you've been endued with the Holy Spirit. How can you and I think today that we can do anything without the Holy Spirit? Yes, it's great to have all the uh, principles and the mechanisms that, you know, uh, that, that, will, that will tickle your mind. It's good to have all the knowledge, all the theology, all the, you know, 12 steps to everything. <laughs> but without the Holy Spirit, you don't have anything yet. I want us to have a moment of reflection. 
I want you to search deep within yourself and say, and say, Lord, I need the Holy Spirit. Even those of us who think we've been filled with the Holy Spirit, we've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, I tell you, we need him more every day. We need a freshness in our lives, okay? So that's what I want you to pray and say, Lord, help me to learn to depend. And each time I find myself go uh, empty, each time I find myself go dry, that I will tarry in my own Jerusalem. I will tarry in my house. I will tarry in the church. I will tarry wherever you want me to tarry. I will wait in there and pray until I receive the fresh outpouring. Can you pray with me wherever you are, intercessors? Lord, I want to thank you for all of our intercessors across the globe. I want to thank you for all of our prayer warriors across the globe. I pray, Father, that, Lord, we will learn to wait upon you. We will learn to wait upon you. You said in your word, wait, wait, wait until you be endued with power from on high. You said that to your disciples and you're still saying that to us today in 2021 that we need the church in the first century needed the Holy Spirit. The church in today's world, we need the Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, that you will help us in our individual lives to know how to wait upon you, to know how to stay in there, to know how to be patient, to know how to seek you, to know how to cry out and say, God, pour out your spirit into my life, pour out your spirit into my home, pour out your spirit into my family, in the name of Jesus, amen and amen. We want to take that prayer right now. And pray that for the rest of the church, the body of Christ. I want to pray for that fresh outpouring. We so need it. We so need it. We so need it. Where, where the, you know, the Bible, the Bible clearly says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity. Oh, dear me. It's not me. It's the Bible. I didn't say so. <laughs> it's the Bible. <laughs> it says, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, that's not a wise thing. That's not a wise thing. You get filled with other things and you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. That's not wise at all. It said, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. So that's a comparative analysis there. Comparing being filled with wine with being filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, rather than being filled with wine, desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Get drunk in the Spirit. <laughs> Stagger around in the Spirit. But I tell you, that staggering will produce miracles, signs, and wonders in your life, in your home, in your marriage, in your relationship, in your workplaces. You see the hand of God. You see the glory of God. The message is very clear. We need to be filled we need to stay constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray that with me for the church, wherever you are. Pray for your local church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for leadership within the church. Pray for people that lead the, the children's work, people who lead the youth work, people who lead all kinds of ministries within the local church. We don't want to be doing these things in our own power and might. We want to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, a fresh outpouring, we pray. 
a fresh outpouring, we pray, upon the church, upon the body of Christ. Feel us afresh, Father. <laughs> Feel us afresh with the Holy Spirit. We pray for the church in, in Bolton, the church in Manchester. We pray for the church, Lord, in, in Preston. We pray for the church all over the Northwest, in West Horton, in Wigan, in Blackburn, in Burnley, in Blackpool. We pray for the church in England, the church in Wales, the church in, in Scotland, the church in Ireland, the church all over the United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland. We pray in the name of Jesus, pour out your spirit afresh upon us, O God, where we've gone dry, where we've gone empty. Lord, fill us to overflowing. We pray for pastors all over the land. We pray for pastors all over the nation. We pray for ministers, evangelists, uh, prophets, teachers. We pray for people who stand in different offices in the name of Jesus, that you will fill them. Fill them afresh. Fill them to overflowing. Fill them, oh God. Fill them, Father. Fill them. We pray in the name of Jesus for churches across our world, all over Africa. Father, in the name of Jesus, all over uh, the Middle East, churches in Iran, churches in Iraq, churches in, in Israel, churches all over Syria. We pray, churches all over the Far East, uh, we want to see in our world today the church of Jesus Christ uh, filled, 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 filled to overflowing with the power of the Spirit of God. And then we will see salvation. We will see deliverance. We will see people being set free. We will see the hand of God, whether it's in small group meetings in our C groups or cell groups or whatever groups we call them. We will see God's hand in our meetings, in our gatherings, in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to see your hand in our lives individually and in the body of Christ. Amen and amen. I want us to move on now. Let's move on now. Uh, we pray for the persecuted church. And, and look at what Jesus said about uh, uh, when we're persecuted. In John chapter 15, 17 to 18, he said, This is my command. Love each other. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. And then he says in his word, the next verse, yeah, yeah, that, that's it. He said, this is my command. Love each other. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. The key thing I want us to pray, which cannot happen except by the Holy Spirit, is that we will abide in the love of God. I want to pray these for the persecuted church. You know, in the midst of... And, and you know, it, it's not just the church in Pakistan, the church in North Korea, the church in um, Iran that we're talking about here. Every in every place where the church is suffering persecution, great persecution, uh, or, or, or small level of persecution, you know, the key, the key to overcoming persecution is love. And, and that can only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit when we function in the Spirit, the love of God. Because Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. He says love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. That God will help us to abide and walk in the Spirit. 
The more opposition we face, the more we respond in love. We pray for the church in Iran. We pray for the church in Pakistan. We pray for the church in North Africa. We pray for the church in North, Northern Nigeria, the church in Mozambique, in, the, in Congo, Ethiopia, Eritrea, uh, North Korea, in, those, in China. We pray, Father, for those places where Christians are being heavily persecuted. We also pray for the Western nations in those subtle ways, in those subtle ways, in those little ways in which the church has been uh, 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 hampered and restricted and pressure from government, uh, uh, civil societies, civil in court societies, and all in, in ways in which they, they try to cage the church. We pray that the Holy Spirit will bust through us with love, that we will love one another and also love uh, uh, the people in our sphere of influence. We pray that love will bubble within us, uh, a fresh outpouring of your love. We will quit working in, in hatred. We will quit, you know, just uh, comparing ourselves one with another. You will remove the competitive spirit. You will remove the anger and the malice and, and all those fleshly things. Uh, and let love override, let love override the church in the name of Jesus. Help us, even when we are persecuted, to love the people who persecute us. Father, because there's victory, there's victory in love. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's move on. I want us to pray for the nations want to pray for the nations. Look at what Jesus said in John chapter 16 and verse 3, talking about the Holy Spirit, that when he comes, he will convict the world of sin. You know, many times we're trying to get people to be saved. We're trying to win our loved ones over to the Lord. And instead of letting the Holy Spirit do the work, instead of us depending on the Holy Spirit, we try to use human efforts and human tactics. Yes, it's good to do all that we can when we're trying to get people to know the Lord. But let's remember this. It says, when he, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will convict the world of sin. He said, the guilt of sin, the need for a savior, <clears throat> and about righteousness and about judgment. Who is the one that convicts the world of sin? The Holy Spirit. Who is the one that shows people that what they are doing is wrong? Is the Holy Spirit. If you keep going after people, telling them what they are doing is wrong, they will just hate you and they will listen to you and, and they will just rebuff you. But if we let the Holy Spirit, if we come in love, that's, that's it. If we come in love and then we let the Holy Spirit minister to people's heart, okay, he will convict them of sin. He will convict them of righteousness. He will convict them of judgment. Can we pray for the nations? And say, Holy Spirit, have your way in our nation. Pray for your nation. Pray whichever nation you are in. Pray for people that are not yet saved. That the Holy Spirit will touch their heart. That the Holy Spirit will convict them of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Pray. Ask that the Holy Spirit will have his way. Holy Spirit, will you have your way in the United Kingdom? We want to pray as many people as are antagonistic 
towards the gospel, towards the church. There are people who have a wrong understanding about the church. They have a misconception about God, about the church. Holy Spirit, touch their heart. Go beyond what we can do. <laughs> Go beyond our limitations, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch the hearts of men and women in our community, all over the Northwest here. Lord, particularly, I want to pray for the Northwest of England in the name of Jesus. As many people as don't know Jesus yet, convict them. Touch their heart, Lord. Touch their heart. Touch their heart. Break through the, the, the hardness of their heart, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Touch them by your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want us to pray for family members that are not yet saved. I, I like what is, um, Ezekiel says. He says, I will give them, excuse me. <clears throat> I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. He said, I'll put a new spirit within them. I want you to pray for family members who are not yet saved now. And say, Holy Spirit, <laughs> remove that hardness. Remove that stone, uh, that stony heart. Look at that scripture. So then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people. I will be their God. That's what the Holy Spirit can do. In the name of Jesus. For children, grandchildren that are not yet saved, we'll lift them before you now. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. For spouses, a wife or a husband who doesn't know the Lord yet, remove the stubborn heart. Remove the stubborn heart, Lord. Put your spirit within them so they become your people. We we'll pray for our family members, uncles, aunties, cousins. We pray for the family in the name of Jesus. For every family represented right now on the prayer experience or people who are watching this later, Holy Spirit, will you break through, break through, break through, break through, break through in our power, in our might. We are helpless in our power, in our might. We can't change anybody. It's not within us to change anybody. We don't have what it takes to change anybody. It is the power of the Holy Spirit working and functioning through us that can change people, that you will remove from them the stony heart and put a heart that respects and obeys God, and they will be known as your people. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want us to pray um, healing prayers. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. You know, this morning we were ministering in church and the power of God just came upon the service. And wow, wow, wow. I, I just knew God was healing people and setting people free. And I tell you, when we let God have his way, what is sickness? What is disease? And there was something I said. I said, when the Holy Spirit lives in you, sickness has no license, has no license, has no license. Look at this woman. For 18 years, she was coming into the temple. For 18 years, she was coming into the temple. She was ill. She was bad at the waist. Luke 13, verse 12. But that day, she came into the temple when Jesus was there. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, whoo. 
thou art loosed. You are loosed from your infirmity. Jesus spoke a word into her life, and suddenly that power of that infirmity was was broken over her life and the bible says straight away she straightened her back and the woman who was bowed at the waist for 18 years she straightened her back jesus is the same yesterday today and forevermore i'm telling you if we give the holy spirit room in our lives if we give the Holy Spirit rooms in our in our family, He'll bring the power of God. We will see His grace. Remember, we said something that Jesus started His ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus said to that woman, "You are loose from your infirmity," He was releasing the power of the Spirit into her situation. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says she touched Jesus and she felt power virtue went through her body right now we want to pray if there's anybody who is unwell if there's anybody whether you have covid symptoms or whether you've got cancer in your body or whether you've got a tumor or you've got an incurable or you just got mild symptoms and you're worried or you're standing in faith for a family member a friend or somebody you know your work colleague let's pray together right now and receive the power of god into our bodies or the bodies of the people we're praying for i want to remember this four-year-old girl that the prayer request was brought to us four years old girl i want to pray for her right now and and just join me to pray for anybody else you want to pray for yourself let's pray a prayer of agreement let's use this four-year-old girl as a point of contact Lord, we pray that you will bring healing. I rebuke that spirit of infirmity. I rebuke that spirit of sickness. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you will flow through this girl, four years old, four years old, bring healing to her body, cause that infirmity to stop in the name of Jesus. And we receive with thanksgiving healing on behalf of that girl in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. The parents will rejoice because Lord, you will turn that situation around and they will see your hand at work. Pray for everybody out there who might need your hand upon their life right now, right now, right now. Be thou loosed from your infirmity. Be set free in the name of Jesus amen and by the power of the holy spirit (laughs) thank you lord in jesus mighty name my time is up but i'm gonna be back tomorrow it's monday and it's 1 p.m but tonight you know we've got a very very special pentecost sunday uh daily talks you know we haven't had daily talks in a while but we're gonna have it tonight 6 p.m tonight you can't afford to miss this i've got pastor Ade from Center for Renewal, Elsmepoor. He's a teacher of the word. He's a teacher of the word. He knows his Bible, and we're going to be looking at the upper room experience and how does that affect us today. So we'll be looking at that 6 p.m. today. If you can join us, that will be great. Thank you, everyone. But let's give God praise for answering our prayers today. Father, we thank you for answering our prayers today. Thank you for the prayers for the church, for the nations, for families, for individuals. We believe we receive in Jesus' name, amen. And every one of you who've prayed with us today, we do appreciate you from across the world. Thank you on this Pentecost Sunday. I don't want it to just end today. 
I want every day for you to be Pentecost experience, every day for the rest of your life. You know why? The Holy Spirit has not left us. He is abiding with us. So every day is Pentecost for us. Let's keep celebrating Pentecost. Let's keep praying in the Spirit. Let's keep, <laughs> I can go on and on. But we'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. God bless you. Have a lovely, lovely day. Bye-bye. Just cry